All right, welcome to, I believe, this is episode 71 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I think we've crossed, we've crossed the 70 threshold, Mr. Bat. That's nice. How do you feel and about that? Uh, it, it does feel awesome. And I'm, um, it kind of feels really good today because when I think about it, we haven't had this classic situation, us talking over uh, a Skype call for quite some time now. We had the recordings in the studio and we had you doing a lot of solo episodes. Yeah, it's been a long time. Like, first off, I want to say right at the top, happy birthday, Mr. Bat. You just had a birthday and unfortunately I wasn't there to celebrate it with you. But um, tell, so uh, we also know that you were out sick. So tell us, tell us uh, about the good stuff. Tell us about your birthday. My birthday was um, pretty cool. I, I felt super good about it. And I don't make my birthdays too special normally. But regarding that, I was pretty pretty ill the days before. And I was perfectly like back on track, fit again, the morning of my birthday, which was an awesome feeling. Like I woke up, it, it, it's my birthday, and I'm feeling healthy again. That's and so, awesome. um, so, so, so that made my day <laughs> already. And... Um, yeah, I had a uh, pretty relaxed, some drinks, good foods, a lot of phone calls. A lot of phone calls? Just, oh, yeah, from yeah. friends and family. Yeah, what, just what you would expect of a birthday in, in COVID times. But it was cool. I really, really liked it um, and heard from so many sweet people. And yeah. So now you're, that was nice. now you're 23, 22, 23. Yes. Oh, man, you're Michael Jordan's number now. <laughs> this is your year to soar. Finally. Man. This is your year to soar. I loved being 23. 23 was one of my absolute, like 22 through 24 were some of my absolute favorite years. You know, it's just, that's like the perfect college age. You're, you're totally independent from your parents, you know, as, as much as you want to be. And you have like your friend groups established. You're usually like in, in a relationship or like, you know, going in between different, more important relationships. Um, usually you have a, either a job that's leading towards a career or you have like a day job to support a passion, but it's also still kind of cool. And like, I don't know. I just remember being, I was like 23. I was working at this great cafe in New Orleans I think I had just um, started dating Ify. I was going to go on my first European um, vacation. Like we went in the summer of 2013 and saw like all of Central Europe together. And uh, that was, yeah, a super exciting time. That's a, I remember that year specifically just because I think it's the first year that Ify and I transitioned um, out of friendship into like a real relationship. And then, um, you know, yeah, you can almost you can almost always remember spring and summer in New Orleans by certain crawfish based events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I remember spring of thirteen, like eating uh, like eleven pounds of crawfish on <laughs> on her front porch together. <laughs> man, that's strong. <laughs> that was a lot, man. It's it's really it was really great. Um, and I, I apologize that I didn't um, initially call you right up front and tell you I'm a, I was a bad friend, man. Yeah, but I, I don't um, know, know hard feelings there. 
I also tend to forget so many, many birthdays and then call the people the day after or, or even a week after when I remember or someone someone tells me. Dude, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I realized like the only use I have anymore for Facebook is for birthdays, but I don't have, like I don't have the notification, something's up, either my account is like an old password hmm. or something or I, I don't have the notifications on my phone. But I used to every day get like, a notification, like a text that would say like, you know, Moritz Patchider has a birthday today, but I don't get those anymore. <laughs> I have to go onto the app and scroll through, I don't know, 13 completely useless notifications no. to find whose birthday it is. And I just can't, I, first off, I don't really want to do that every day. And, <laughs> and I just couldn't, sure. you know, I wouldn't remember to anyway. It's not like I, I don't go no. through any specific app looking for a specific thing anyway, you know, but. I remember, um, like, just yesterday, I was talking to um, the ghost, Mr. Boysen, mm -hmm. and... Um, our drummer. Our drummer, yeah. And I felt even worse about that, because, you, I, like, your birthday, I, I was writing you <laughs> about work, and you were you were kind of nice to say, like, um, yeah, I'll, you know, maybe we can take a look at that tomorrow, because uh, it's my birthday, and uh, I'm going to take off the rest <laughs> of the day, and I was felt so bad. <laughs> and then um, yesterday I called Mark and we were talking about a bunch of different stuff. And then he mentioned um, something, it's like some event in his story took place the day before his birthday. And he's like, yeah, you know, they called me like the day before my birthday. It was like March 31st. And uh, I was like, wait, you just had a birthday in March? I was like, I didn't uh, even know. Damn. Yeah, I felt really bad about that. 45. Oh. 45 man he really could be your he could be your dad <laughs> yeah still yeah that's yeah. just so wild that's true but yeah but i i, I totally totally feel that struggle that's why i try to i don't know where that does come from but but since a few years i try to do it kind of like i, I know it from my dad and that is like really um kind of um quotation marks correctly um save my contacts on my phone like with their full real name if i have it their address the, uh, their uh, plus their email address and their and their birthday and then my phone automatically <laughs> sends me a calendar message um that it's their birthday that that it's their birthday and that works out pretty good but obviously you all don't have that with everyone because you don't when you meet new people you don't ask them hey what's your birthday because i need to 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 set it up here right now uh, yeah, that's actually a really practical. That seems like a very dad idea, like a very practical yeah. <laughs> idea to to do that. I'll yeah, but that's something I I stick to, and I and I um I don't know. It feels better. I yeah. I was over the point where I was I don't know saving people with like their nicknames or something, um and with eighteen or something, I just thought like no, it's it's more practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, it is a dad thing, but um it really helps me um like against issues like forgetting good friends birthdays dude i just saw speaking of birthdays i just wanted to be sure i was right but july 10th will be artsy's third birthday that's crazy that's pretty crazy man july 10 we'll be going to kindergarten <laughs> is it already is it already three years old that you go into a kindergarten or is yeah, it like a daycare could. thing yeah, prob probably. I I believe many kindergartens um, 
that that's the point of this episode where my mom will text me about it. But I, as oh, far yeah. as I know, it, <laughs> many kindergartens have these kind of daycare programs that slowly like evolve into the regular kindergarten program. Like you can start the, the, your kids in the daycare program with three and they stay there and the year after or whenever they're ready, they'll, they'll move on to the next group kind of like. <laughs> okay, okay. Did you ever have to take um, a CPR course for any job? What CPR? Um, C- uh, I guess you call it something different in Germany, but it's um, resuscitation. Like if someone uh, passed out and you have to give chest compressions and blow oxygen into the lungs. Mm-hmm. Did- like just like a first aid certificate. That's it. That's it. Did you ever have to, or did you ever have to first off take a course for it for any reason? Or did you, I guess for driving? Um, you had to take a course. I, I didn't take the one for driving because I was um, part of the the voluntar- voluntary firefighters in Oberstdorf, mm-hmm. and there in the um, and there they you you automatically had to do like those big um, like first aid programs, like I don't know double the time and. Um, going way deeper than the one you, you do for driving, and because I got that certificate, I didn't have to do one for for my driver's license. But since then, I had, they haven't done one. That's crazy. No, and I didn't have. How do you how did you get to that? Because I never had to. I never did a job where I had to um, to show that or to to bring that. I don't really know why just why it just came to mind just now, but I I guess I thought about like. I just thought about kids, then I thought about like first aid, and then and then I don't know. It just came to mind because I we I had to do that for the um for the driving uh, certificate. Like I had to take this uh, full day course. Oh yeah, I talked about it on the show. This like yeah. um, political argument. <laughs> yeah. That guy was crazy. Um, I mean, yeah. your driving's license becoming the new the new Brighton story in in our um. <laughs> Dude. Third year of Atsifatsi immigrants. It's unbelievable, man. It's still not. It's still not <laughs> over. Uh, I'll just. I'll just do an update here, which the is saga that, continues. Like the third test I took with zero mistakes, and it's funny because when I tell friends that I passed it, their first reaction, understandably, is like, "Oh, congratulations! That's so great!" And I go like, "Don't be too. Don't be too proud of me." I had to take it three times, and they all go like, oh, three times? Really? (laughs) The the vibe changes completely. But um, yeah, so I passed it, and then I took the certificate up to the school, and then I had to hunt them down, I want to say for six days, before they would give me a date for the practical. It was unbelievable, man. The organization there is so terrible. They told me, like my instructor told me, when you pass the exam take the confirmation sheet up to the school and book a day, and then it's going to be in the system. And then when I see that it's in the system, I'm going to try and find you an earlier date um, because of one reason or another, because he knows I've been driving for a long time. He knows it's a waste for me to wait and stuff. And I thought, that's really nice. So I took it up there to this girl, Kati, gave it to her, and she's like, congratulations, I'll put it in the system. I'm going to look for some dates. I'll send you an email tomorrow. And that was on like a Wednesday. So cut to, it's the following Friday, uh, we're, we're down in Oberstdorf uh, visiting uh, the parents-in-law, and Ify asks, um, hey, did you, did you ever get this confirmation from the driving school? I said, no. And she goes, oh man, they're so lazy, you should call them right now. And I was like, good idea. I went outside, 
called them. I got another guy. I've I've learned all their names now because I've looked on <laughs> I've looked online so that I can personally reference them to each other. I, I was like, I got Rahil. I was like, yeah. hey Rahil, I talked to Kati and she's supposed to do uh, this. Did, can you do this? And he goes, Oh yeah, I see that she has like uh, um some reservations here. I'm not sure which one is yours. I'm gonna call her and then I'll call you right back. And then he no. didn't. And then we they were closed for the weekend. And on Monday, I called them, and I'm not joking when I say this. I called them 14 times because they either didn't answer or the line was busy. And finally, on Monday, this guy answers, and he's clearly not one of the people that normally works the desk. He's like maybe a manager. Maybe it was the Fashula guy himself. And because the way, like his accent, you could just tell he wasn't like the, the person up front because they all speak great English. And... I was like, hey, I'm my, here's my name. I did this. I'm waiting for, can you tell me when it is? And he's like, okay, so you're, okay, so you're wondering when there's your, um, your the practical exam, yeah, so when, when, when you want to, to, to take it. I was like, yes, can you please tell me when it is? And he goes, <laughs> no, sorry, I cannot do this because, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't, I don't look at the dates. I don't read um, the dates, you know, it's um, for, for um, Kati, she's, um, she's looking at this and she's not here today. So I was like, okay, so you can't access something that a colleague has accessed on the same computer. Because they have one computer. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, sorry. I was like, okay, great. So then Tuesday, I go up there in the morning and with like a fire in my soul again for like the ninth time with this place swung open the door there was three people sitting in there an instructor that i recognized and two front desk people all at the computer and i came in there and they said hi and i said hey are your phones broken did you know that your phones are broken <laughs> and that really shocked them i didn't have any mercy anymore and they, and they said what are you talking about what do you mean is the phone broken i said do you know that I've called you 14 times and no one answers? And then one of the girls said, oh, you know, sometimes it's just really hard when there's just one person working up here. I was like, I count three of you right now and I just uh. called. <laughs> and then by instinct, the dude at the desk, they have two phones and both phones rang at once and he muted both of them and went back to the computer. I was like, I can see you doing that. So anyway, I, I finally like bullied my way into finding out finally when my exam is. And it's I really wanted them to say, you know, it's gonna be some date in May, but it's gonna be June twenty-first. Finally. So at Next least, time the practical yeah. part. <laughs> Dude, imagine if I fail that. No, there's no the... way. There's no way. It's impossible. <laughs> It's impossible because of this this quote from the instructor. I'll never forget this because if I if I screw this up, I'm going to push him out of the car when we're on the autobahn. Because he was like, he's like, you know, you're such a confident driver. If I could, I would give you the keys to the van and you could drive my children around. And he like hold, held his keys up, and I was like, okay, that shows me I don't have to be nervous about the practical. I hope. I don't know. I was <laughs> I was nervous about the Stay, yeah the theory. Stay tuned. The but driving I do get license my, with John yeah. Prince Thursdays on Artsy Farts Immigrants. Dude, this should have just been, yeah, this should have just been its own uh, podcast at this point. <laughs> I mean, this this rant, like this rant yeah, about, you should, uh, 
Uh huh. Go ahead. You should you should you should rethink how you structure the 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 bits about your your driving license, like working more with cliffhangers, etc. <laughs> Dude, I should. <laughs> I should. Um, I um, I, I I like all these rants about the driving school, and then the additional solo episodes that I did when you were out, kind of concluded into. I, I forgot the one. The one, not the, not the more somber sort of like serious episode I did, but the other one that was another kind of rant, like making fun of some things with German um, mentalities. I, I, I had so many messages from people, people being like, um, like, yo, you need to have one episode a month or something that's just these ridiculous rants. And I, <laughs> and I was thinking, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> It's like if I have the platform to explode like that once a month, we're gonna lose listeners like your mom. <laughs> we're gonna lose some listeners, but my mom, you know, everybody. It's we're gonna lose all of them. <laughs> we're gonna lose them all, except for Moritz Binder for some reason. <laughs> ah, who? Congratulations to him. Has his uh, has a healthy, beautiful new little girl. Ooh. Uh, her name is Rosa, and she's just um, a few weeks old now. I, wanna, I don't want to be totally wrong here. Somewhere between two and four weeks old now. Awesome. Congrat- congratulations. Beautiful little girl. Yeah, Has we just ever, got to... Huh? In the history of podcasts, any podcast interviewed a three-week-old baby? There is a <laughs> podcast. There is a podcast that's like this hipster surfer dad and his, I want to say, two- or three-year-old daughter. Okay, really? <laughs> yeah, it's a little crazy because you the things that she's saying are obviously hyper adorable and yeah. you know, he's he's talking to her as if she as if he's interviewing um, you know, like Shaquille O'Neal. It's just like, "Oh, hey, yeah. how's it going?" Yeah, so ab- about the thing you did and tell us about <laughs> your league. But of course, she's just saying these, you know, like cute little kid things. But I I don't know. I kind of feel a little guilty when I watch it because um I mean, I don't, I don't listen to the podcast in whole. I just see these clips on TikTok. But you know, it's like, it's like this weird thing of, oh, that's cute, but also that's kind of exploitative and strange. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if it, if it's just this little kid, she doesn't even really probably know what's going on. Yeah, I, th- I, I think know. I wouldn't do it myself. Obviously, if I had kids, no, I wouldn't want to put my kid on on camera. No, at that age, you know. But yeah, sure. Depends, but let's see. How did we get to doing a podcast with a little kid? Oh, do you. Oh, you wondered if there'd been ever been a uh, podcast with like a three week old, <laughs> like if we could uh, interview Moritz Binder's uh, newborn daughter. <laughs> uh, probably she probably wouldn't have too much to say, but she'd be very passionate. Or about too it. much. <laughs> yeah, or maybe too much. She'd be very passionate about it. Um, but yeah, ma'am. So. So you were out really sick, um, and you said you felt better on your birthday. Like, did you ever get, you never did get like a clear confirmation of what happened, right? It just hits you overnight, some sickness. It, I mean, it's not no. COVID, but it was something else, right? Yeah, and that's that's a, that's a, the funny thing, because that's also, because I went to the doctor, and that's also the only kind of um, diagnosis I got. Like, it's not COVID. <laughs> right. It's, another, it's, it's another, not COVID, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's not COVID, but it's another infect. So like another st- infection. Infection, yeah. I still don't I still don't um know 100% what it was, but um 
it was kind of super dumb because yeah, just like you you mentioned, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had had um, fever and I was shaking and and um, my my throat felt felt super bad and everything. Yeah. And uh, for my bad luck, <laughs> that I woke up that morning like a few hours before I would have had my first. Um, uh, before I would have gotten the first COVID vaccine shot. And um, it wasn't so easy to cancel that um, that date, like just a few hours before it was planned. Yeah. But yeah, now it was like four or five days in which I felt super bad. I haven't been that ill in a long, long time. But And it wasn't um, food poisoning. No. No, crazy like, man, like crazy. Um, I'm not sure. I I really wonder, like, okay, how how possible is it to to catch anything, any sickness besides COVID these days that everyone is already wearing masks, this um, like, um, using hand sanitizer, etc. Um, but yeah, shit happens. <laughs> so wild, man. That's really crazy. I'm glad it wasn't anything that kept you down for you know a few weeks. No. Yeah, I I feared for a second that it was COVID just because I thought like, oh no, I I I, I, I it wouldn't have wondered me too much because like we're like over a year into this and I haven't got it, and right. um, so yeah, sure, you you got to deal with those things, but it was perfectly at that point, like three days before I had a a longer pla um long planned like week off etc and my birthday and i was like no i really don't want to go into quarantine right now yeah yeah and luckily i, I get didn't have to at least not longer than those four four or five days yeah okay yeah that's good man that's so crazy when those things just hit and you have no idea why and the doctors don't know why you just kind of hope that you don't get stuck in a hospital or something <laughs> Oh, I didn't get to ask you actually what gifts you got for your birthday. Did anyone give you anything cool? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I got from my girlfriend one of these um, that everyone wear, wears, but I, I kind of really find them pretty, pretty practical in summer when you wear when you have wear shorts and you don't have that many like pockets for your phone and and everything. Mm -hmm. Like one of these, I don't know what to call them in in English, but these. These um, tiny bags that both women and men would wear, like hipsters in Germany would wear them across their oh, like their the shoulder. fanny pack, the fanny and pack like thing. like like older men in Italy or something would wear it underneath their 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 belly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like you got, got a, a, you got a cool fanny pack. Yeah, like a that's the name, dude. How could I forget? Yeah, um, one of these cool looking and. Um, is it like an Adidas one or something? Like you see the the teenagers wearing these days. Yeah, it's it's an Adidas one, a green one. <laughs> nice. That, that um, suits you. I can see that. And um, a t shirt, and I got a um, which I also I, I wouldn't have expected, but but I find it pretty cool actually. Um, Mercer, how do you call that in English? Like this, <laughs> this super super old technique of crushing herbs and. Uh, and uh, and spices. Oh, like the bowl with the stone the handle. The bowl, thing? yeah. Oh, uh, that's called a, mor a mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle. Okay. Yeah, Mörser. It's Germany. It's not not too far away. Um, but not out of stone, but out of like um like turned wood. 
Ooh, um, that's that's nice. pretty fancy and a lot of um, herbs and spices with it, and a book and some alcohol. <laughs> what which book? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I need to check again. <laughs> I, I flew over 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 what's uh, what um it kind of is, but I both forgot the author and the title again. Um, Sounds like a good book, man! Wow, good gift. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come back <laughs> for more for more books. We have read recensions on Artifacts Immigrants. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. remember the title anymore, but go read that book. That's a good one. Yeah, it's got it's like when you recommend a movie, but it's that person who can never remember the plot or the actors yeah. or anything. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that film? It's got um, with the one actor. You know, uh, he's 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 like he's blonde. Um, you know. And it's good. It's so good. It's on uh, Netflix or uh, maybe it's Disney Plus. No, it's, I think it's Amazon. It, you'll find it. It's great. It's the blonde guy, and it's it's kind of serious, but it has these really funny moments. And <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Did you see? Uh, first, I wanted to ask you what the obsession is in Germany with white asparagus. Dude, it drives me so crazy. What is the deal? It's not even the good one. It's just the one that makes your pee stink. <laughs> yes, but they are so obsessed with it. Like, um, my girlfriend would go to for the last like, let it be six weeks or something. Like since the the asparagus season started in yeah. the spring, um, my girlfriend would run about go once a week to her parents to have dinner with them. And, and like five out of six times, it was white asparagus with potatoes and this sauce hollandaise, this thick white sauce. Right, And probably right. ham if you if you eat meat. Um, and I don't get it. I also don't get it. I, I really like liked the green one, but to the day, I never understood why the Germans are so obsessed with that. And do you remember last year, like the, the big headlines on the newspapers when COVID got serious? And a lot of newspapers was, were writing, it's like, who's going to bring in our German asparagus this year if no one's Are allowed you serious? to work together? Yeah. Oh, my God, man. That's the first thing they thought of. How are we going to get the spargel? Yeah. And then and, uh, and a lot of boomers on the internet were like, yeah, uh, young, young, young college students, et cetera, who can't go to university right now, make yourself like useful and go get that asparagus first. Whoa, man. <laughs> That's so ridiculous, dude. Wow. Yeah. Um, really no, but I, I I can't explain it. I just I just um can tell you that I share the wonder with you, and I'm I I don't I don't know what it is. As I mean, it it obviously it, it's one of the plants that grows pretty good in Germany. So right. that's probably where it comes yeah, from. But so does grass. Do we have to eat grass just because <laughs> it grows well? Oh, I mean, come that's on. A, <laughs> um, you better say those things here rather than on your ego FM show. But oh yeah, <laughs> you would have compared white asparagus to grass. Um, no, but I mean, there's plenty I'm of sure. dirt. What I don't get about stuff. it is that most of, like, like also most of the single asparagus, like, uh, what do you call it, sticks? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, the most part of it, and with the green one, it's better. With the green ones, you just have to cut off, like, the I don't know. Like the first half finger at the bottom or something, mm-hmm. but with the with the white ones, like until the middle of the stick, it tastes like shit. It's so bitter, like you have to cut yeah. away so much 
Or, so wasteful. E- or eat super bitter asparagus that makes your peace stink. Oh, it's so gross. I wonder, like, do... Is is this a like a vegetable that so that we're taking away from some natural animal? Is it like rabbit's favorite snack? And the Germans are like, but we must put it in our new McDonald's Schwagelburger. <laughs> Did you Dude, see I that? Do you know any animal animal that eats asparagus? There's gotta be some animals that I, eat asparagus. I just looked it up and probably it's we're we're super dumb again. Um I'm gonna guess something like rabbits or or not no yeah something like that some mammal or it's like a a feast for beetles some sort of bug that like makes mm. eggs inside of it or something. Okay, like when you Google like which animals <laughs> eat asparagus in German, um, it says the Germans. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, it's all about dogs. Like is dogs? Yeah, that's my that's my dog. Is is my dog? Can my dog eat asparagus? Basically, that's the German. Are there Germans out um, there feeding? Are they are they feeding? Do Germans are feeding super? Germans are feeding super weird stuff to their dog. Like my grandmother, she would feed the the family's dog the weirdest stuff. Like this dog would eat so much bananas and cream fresh and weird shit that also made him stink. I mean, I get, I get giving a dog a little bit of human food every now and then, like, oh, I have a little bit left of this sandwich, or like, oh, there's a little bit of this, the fat on my steak here, or the bone, or, you know, whatever. But to make, to make a meal like that, it's, it could be bad for the dog, couldn't it? That's what I think. No, I but dude, actually, I don't think that there is an an animal that naturally eats asparagus. Oh, the Germans are like so because, happy that they don't have any competition. Because I only find, like, even looking a bit further, I only find, like, like service article, like, is my pet, I don't know, um, rabbit, cat, or dog allowed to eat asparagus when I eat it? Th- those are the questions that you find, but it's not like, okay, pets, which, which, which animal eats asparagus? And it's like, okay, it is, I don't know. Wild like, horses or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like found naturally eaten by rabbits and horses in in you know middle no. we- Western Europe, but it's just like Germans. No. Germans grow it so <laughs> Germans can eat it. <laughs> you Germans no, just need the, they just need the, everything to be white. The the, the 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 sad reality, more rather, <laughs> is like that like that underpaid poor people from the Balkan grow it so the Germans can eat it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, did did you see that they actually have the Spargel, the asparagus burger at McDonald's? They do. There That's was no a joke. real thing. No, Google it. It's disgusting. It's the new. It's the new Spargel burger from McDonald's, and they have. Oof, there's like two asparagus. McDonald's. There's two McDonald's within a walking distance of my apartment, and both of them have these big banners open that have like the Spargel with the meat and the hollandaise, and it looks disgusting. Dude, those are the kind of things you, you don't see anymore when you're not on when you when you left social media. Oh yeah, man. I didn't even ask. Whoa, it um, looks. It looks pretty bad, right? Oh, it looks. Mm. Dude, oh. I have uh, two two expat friends, and both of their German boyfriends independently ate it. And I was like, "You have to break up with them." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of this country. They're gonna change you. <laughs> it's crazy. I hope. I hope my my, my girlfriend uh, doesn't listen to this before uh, or or does find out that this burger exists. 
Is she gonna eat it if she does? Does she like it I that th- much? I think sh- she would, but she's a vegetarian now. So I think oh, so she would she would that... take the burger but take the meat patty off. Yeah. <laughs> and then just eat McDonald's asparagus. That's way <laughs> worse than just normal asparagus, man. It's gonna be yeah. all soggy. Soggy and like it's gonna be from a <sighs> bag that was microwaved or something. Dude. That's I don't crazy. get it. That's yeah, really and I'm, I'm I'm kind of glad that that that, that, that this um like the asparagus season almost is over again, I guess. Is it? I hope. I didn't even know that there was such a thing as like the asparagus season because I know, and I think it's understandable more that there's there's like oh here, oh we're in the season of like all the fresh strawberries, you know. And yeah, like, it's the oh, same this time. Is, oh, okay, okay, so it's the same window. Because I heard that, uh, with like all the stores now are just like abundantly filled with fr- like big fresh strawberries. And I was like, that's kind of nice. I like strawberries. And then you see at the same time this weird obsession with white bitter asparagus. And you're like, <laughs> guys, how can the competition be like similar to that? Yeah, and what 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 really already as a child confused me, and today drives me crazy because I th- I find the original idea pretty cute. Um, if you've never been to Germany, when there it is strawberry slash asparagus season, on the countryside or or in the in the in the areas around bigger cities, whatever, more more like in, in rural areas, um, next to fields on some I don't know parking parking lot or whatever, they would um, build up these cl- kind of like tiny houses that look like a strawberry, and sell really? strawberries out of it. Have you never seen one of those? I'm trying to think if I ever saw one ever like, since I've lived here. It's like a person standing in a huge strawberry and se- selling strawberries from that region. That's kind of adorable, though. And it, that's pretty cute. But the weird thing is they also sell white asparagus out of the strawberries. I was going to ask, do they have <laughs> asparagus-shaped huts that they sell asparagus I out guess of? they would be too tiny. <laughs> that's so gross, man. Because oh, man. you mentioned the form of asparagus. Like, you would have to build a humongously huge asparagus house. Dude, imagine, just, imagine being the person who, who sees a, a, a strawberry-shaped strawberry stand on the side of the road yeah. And being like, oh, that's so great. We can stop and get some fresh local strawberries. And then running up there and then being in line behind the person who's like, what do you mean you're out of bitter white asparagus? And you're like, <laughs> it's not what you're here for, man. But, it's not what you're but, here for. But, 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 but look at the, at the, 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 the psych, psych, psychology of it. Like, because um, Germans would see a giant strawberry next to the road and would think and say, Oh, we could get asparagus there. Gross. Like they would see a huge strawberry and say, "Oh, we could get asparagus and have that great asparagus tonight." Nah, I'm out. <laughs> you, <laughs> you guys can let me out here. I'll walk back the rest yeah, of the way. Yeah, but I but I always love these like these these strawberry um huts where they sell the stuff out. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. And I and I dig I dig berries and fruits. I think that's all pretty cool. But this asparagus uh, obsession is really, it's like an epidemic. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also, like, I only know, like, one meal that really, I would say, has, has found at least a consensus that it's a good meal with white asparagus, which is cooked white asparagus with potatoes, this thick sauce hollandaise, and probably ham. There's not a dish I know that is really good with white asparagus. Yeah. Probably soup. Probably soup. A soup, a lot of yeah. People like, make, like make a thick soup. 
a thick vegetable, a thick vegetable soup. But green green like, asparagus on the other side, you can I don't know you can do it with pasta. You can grill it. You can cook it. You can do so many things with it. It goes everywhere. It goes everywhere. It's obviously yeah. the the better looking twin. You know. Yeah. It's obviously the better looking, like more successful brother of the white asparagus. He's like, <laughs> but I have the Germans. <laughs> That's my whole market. Yeah, yeah, green asparagus is so much more malleable and flexible with what you can do with it. It's crazy, dude. Um, dude, I had t- today already. I wanted to tell you since we talk about um, uh, about uh, things we ca- we cannot understand uh, culture wise because I had my issues today again with the English language, <laughs> and I had to laugh so hit hard. Hit me, hit me. Because um, this morning I watched um, a basketball game that took place last night, but it was in Europe. It was three a.m., so it was too late. So I watched it this morning. It was an uh, important game, Boston against Washington. And for, for Washington, there plays one guy. I didn't know him. He came off the bench, but they played a pretty good first half. And his name is Ish Smith. I-S-H? Yeah, Ish Smith. And the commentator or announcer would always go like, and aiming for the three, Ish Smith. And I was like, what does he mean, three-ish? He was clearly outside the like the line. <laughs> Going for the three-ish, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> it drove me crazy. It's like, okay, his actual name is Ish Smith. That's kind of interesting. I wonder, because, you know, if he would have had a, a last name that could maybe help sort of navigate where his nationality would be from, then you could say, like, I don't know, you could come up, like, with, uh, like, Leibowitz or, like, with... Uh, or something you can yeah. always, you could say like oh, okay maybe there's like some roots in this country yeah. or that country or something but if it's um <laughs> smith yeah. i mean i guess that's like from schmid which could be nordic or central european but still that's ish is i think like just any a, american just, could be named smith like yeah no matter what roots anyone could 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 be a smith anybody could be smith that's that's way too way too old yeah. and, and standard you know but I think it could also be a nice artist's name, and you could make a lot of fun of it with, with album titles. What's kind of funny is if you imagine he went to school in America, and he always had to do a roll call as a kid, and they always do, like, attendance calls, and they always do last name first. Like, yeah. Smithish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he is an American. Smithish. <laughs> Smithish. <laughs> Remember it at the army. Smithish. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, it's just Smith, sir. What would you say, boy? <laughs> oh my God, ish, ish, Smith. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a cruel thing, unless it's like a, some you know great family name. Because if you think about going from a sh to a s sound, yeah. it's easy to get stumbled up on there. Ish Smith, ish dude. Smith. It's, it's especially me being a German, I want always want to say ish Schmidt. Yeah, ish Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In 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 South Germany, that, that that that's a question. Ishmit, like, do you eat with us? Ah, Ishmit. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ishmit. It's not a big deal, Ishmit. No, it's not a big deal. Ishmit. See, I thought you were gonna get stumbled up on like something that the something that the guy said about Ishmith, but yeah, no. just the name itself is is already yeah. kind of a kind of a shocker. Yeah. And uh, um, like they had all the time like three ish Smith or foul ish, and I was like, what foulish? Foulish, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Foulish, like that's a, that. Come on, he elbowed him in the chest. Come on, that's obviously a foul. 
That's a foul ish. <laughs> that's a foul on. It's uh, a foul on Johnson ish. No, no, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Um, dude, I think I finally, after I want to say, how many months? At least eighteen months. I'm guessing. Um, I have my f- likely my very first concert booked. Whoop whoop. And that's pretty crazy. I mean, I'm by next Monday, the twenty fourth. I'll be totally vaccinated. Um, so that's already kind of a good sign, and that means June is going to be a little bit easier for doing some things with with, with some people. But um, with um, yeah, with the concert, like there's this um, podcast radio show. A group of guys. They have a show called Tommy und Brit. And they, um, I don't know why it's called Tommy und Brit, but one of the dudes behind it is called Nico and (laughs) Nico ish. And he contacted me, I don't know, I'd say like a month and a half or two months ago about, um, like we just dropped, when we dropped Smiling in March, he wanted to do like an interview thing and play the songs on, on the show. So we talked for that. And then he wrote me a few weeks ago and just said, Hey, Jordan, um, hope you're doing well. We like our radio program in cooperation with, I guess, some government organization in the city of Nuremberg is going to host a live performance slash interview thing that's at um, at an open air event for like 200 people. Mm-hmm. And it would all be like live on air and in person. And um, they asked me to do a set. And honestly, I'm kind of sitting, I, I mean, I'm leaning obviously more on doing it, but also part of me is like, can I even do concerts anymore? <laughs> you know, <laughs> dude, I, I barely played anything and, you know. Dude, if you, I thought about this. If you would ask me to, to, to play a show with the band, like with the ghost and me, like in two weeks, I, I think I would panic because... I haven't, yeah. like, like my base is within a case under my bed and I haven't held it in my hand since like, I guess, November, December and haven't mm-hmm. played a song of yours since like December 19. Yeah. Uh, December 2019. Yeah. Since the last show that we did. Dude, that's like one and a half years ago. <clears throat> it's wild to think about that. It's been That's it's crazy. been such a long time, and I I haven't like the idea of concerts hasn't even crossed my mind. Like I I haven't even it it's been so long that I no longer even think about performing the same way that I used to as like yeah. part of part of this you know job as a musician or whatever. I just stopped thinking about it. I just no. I don't know. I just my 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 focus obviously went elsewhere into things that I can tangibly hold in my hand now. Um, but I, I mean, I'm leaning towards doing it. It's not the most amazing date, but I think it might still work just fine. It's just a really yeah. I had a little bit of a panic when he asked. I was like, "Am I <laughs> am I, am I ready? Like, can I can I still do this? I I would have to rehearse. Like, how much time does he want? Twenty minutes? Can I still do twenty minutes? I have to. I haven't done any really any singing or guitar playing in so long. I mean, just a little bit here and there, you know, like one performance for a video, a little bit of singing on someone else's uh, project. But 
really not doing it at all. And it's just, it's, it's, it started off, of course, sad and hard to do that for a lot of musicians, but then, you know, people do adjust to things. Mm-hmm. And I got more, I got more used to not doing it. So for me to get that question was like, are we really, are we really ready to do that again? Is, is it going to be safe? What's the, what's the situation? Is it going to be open air? Um, is it vaccination only? Or, you know, it's just a totally, and then, you, you know, I, it's funny, I'm having this sort of not panic, but I'm having this sort of, um, you know, apprehension about doing it. And then you look at America, mm-hmm. who is currently saying, like the CDC is, the CDC is saying, <laughs> if you, uh, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Which is, I yeah. think, a hyper, a hyper dangerous and very early mentality, because there's bound to be people who don't want to get vaccinated who who just tell you that they are and don't wear a mask around yeah but but isn't that something you already have like people that refuse to wear masks don't do it like yeah but if you're vaccinated and you want to stop wearing it you still kind of have to to protect yourself from a group of people who weren't you know i see yeah yeah and and yeah it makes a difference in like if I think about it, like in Germany, in certain places at the moment, you would still get kicked out if you don't wear a mask. Like I don't know yeah. on the subway or something. If there's is there if there's is there's um somebody controlling so then you don't wear a mask, they'd kick you out. I mean you you you, you in Bavaria you have the thing where you even have to mandatory wear these FFP two masks. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So even next level, but yeah. But with the US, it's also talking about that I watched a basketball ball game this morning. Um, that's super crazy because from week to week that I watch these games, like there are more people in the arenas and it's, and, and it's getting louder and louder each week. And it's like, wow, it, this is, feels so surreal and so, I don't know, far away, like... They it, are coming back in the arenas already. Yeah, yeah. Like in the, the, wow. the game tonight, they had had like I guess two and a half thousand um, fans in, like a quarter of the the normal ca- capacity of the of the of the stadium. Wow, that must have been really exciting for them. Yeah, that's crazy. That must have been really exciting for them. I, I can't even I can't even picture that anymore. Like I'm not even the biggest sports guy in the world, but I've had thoughts like. I've had fantasies about when uh, sporting events are reopened that I could see myself totally grabbing a group together and saying, hey, boys, let's go watch, you know, I don't know, badminton <laughs> tournament tonight. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's hustle out there and grab a six pack and just root for something like just root for something again. I'll, I'll take you to, to, to a soccer game. I'll go. I'll definitely go. Nice. Oh, we can, speaking we can of soccer, dude, speaking of soccer, have you watched the show Ted Lasso yet? No. Oh, my God, man. So. But it, that's it, that's on, on one of those weird streamers, isn't it? It's uh, Apple TV Plus. Okay. Okay. I mean, you can always come over and watch it with me because I'm 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 definitely <laughs> going to rewatch it. It's so great. Nice. It's really unexpected what you think. So the premise, the, like the way they advertise it and the way they pitch it and stuff, 
it doesn't really sound that engaging. Like the the basic premise is that an American, like an American football coach has been hired to go teach soccer in the UK for a major team. So of course that whole premise sounds kind of dumb. You're like, why would I watch that? That sounds silly. But then you start getting into it. And from the very first episode on, you realize, oh, this is something else. This is really special. And and every single character offers something. They're all so well written. It's really funny. It's really heartwarming and like earnest. And it stars Jason Sudeikis from Saturday Night Live. And he's also like the co-creator or the co-developer of the show as well. And it has a lot of great actors in it. Like everyone's a great actor. The characters are written very well. You understand them. They're three-dimensional. They're you know, it's so often the case that in shows like this, you have, for example, uh, like a tough female boss, full stop. Someone who's just like, you know, one mm-hmm. of those mean bitch ladies who's just like, ah, get away from here, Jonathan, or whatever. <laughs> and then, but in this one, they start with a, a lady like this, but she becomes so 3D throughout the series where you start really understanding, you know, where she's coming from how she may or may not want or how she may or may not be able to change. Mm-hmm. And everyone has this, has this arc and has this underlying drama. And of course it's based around this, this um, season of soccer games that he gets thrown into that he has to coach, doesn't even know the terms, doesn't even know no. the rules. And it's really incredible, man. It's, it's just a really funny, good show. I just go watch Ted Lasso. Nice. I have also yeah. one rec- rec- recommendation, but it's a it's a documentary. What is it? Um, it's called um, like in, Ger- in German. The German title is Der Maulwurf. The, the English title is like basic translation: The Mole Infiltrating North Korea. Um, and the it's mole infiltrating on- North Korea. It's honestly okay, what is that? One of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen. Um, like there is um, there is a a Danish director called Mats Brugger who who did a documentary about um I guess it was called the Red Chapel um about North Korea in the 90s or early 2000s uh-huh. um and there was kind of a success but after that um, because he was he was shooting in North Korea but after they wouldn't let him into the country anymore and um and there is also <laughs> like a an unemployed Danish cook who lives of like um uh, what do you call it? Like federal help. Like he has he has diabetes, and so he he he. Oh, he, he li- he's not. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, he's living off of like the unemployment assisted money. Yeah, and, and more more like a like a like an early um, pension or something. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, okay. He's, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's he's in his forties. He's a cook, but he he has um some form of, of aggressive diabetes and can't work anymore. So it has a lot of time. And he, th- that guy, the protagonist, sees um, the documentary of the director and then ca- calls the director and says, hey, I've seen that documentary of yours. I'm super fascinated by North Korea. I know you can't go there anymore. I'll be your guy. I'll go there. And the director's like, yeah, wh- wh- what do you expect? How that works? I can't even, I can't <laughs> even p- pay you or anything. But this guy just starts, and he gets a, a, a small body cam. Later on, he gets a cameraman with him. And is this, a start, this, this is a true story. This is a true story. This is true story, and they shot over ten years 
Oh my god, man. And um it starts that this cook um visits a group like of weird old socialists in Copenhagen that um like consider themselves as friends of North Korea and have built an association and starts there and gets more in quotation mark friends within the Korean Friends Association. That's what KFA, that's what they called from from Europe and um like starts like that, just meets people <clears throat> and tells them, Hey, I'm a great fan of North Korea. What can I do to support North Korea? Wow. And after six Dude, years and that he's works? sitting on on after six years he's sitting in North Korea in an illegal or not illegal, obviously it's not illegal, but in a hidden basement restaurant to discuss um the selling of um of long distance rockets and um laboratories oh for crystal meth with um like with high militaries from North Korea. It's super crazy. It's super crazy. They also bring in a second faked character, which is a um, an ex-cocaine um, dealer from Cop- Copenhagen. And they bring him in as um, the businessman, Mr. James, who wants to do business with North Korea and wants to buy weapons to hurt Israel. And oh obviously he, 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 all, he tells them complete bullshit, but it gets until a point that it's all real, where they they show him plans where they want to build on an island in Uganda, in Lake Victoria. They want to build <laughs> um, an underground like uh, fabric for the, for the weapons he requested and crystal meth. And on top should be like a five-star golf resort to hide it. Oh my and God. And they man. just brought this random guy in and... He he told him, yeah, I, I would be investing. I would be investing. Obviously, he's never investing. And they have it all on camera. It's like over 10 years. It's super crazy. And they threw out the, the it's two parts, like um, the documentary, yeah. each part's around an hour. Um, and I watched the first one. And I thought, okay, this can't be real. And at some point, they got these huge stations in like BBC, et cetera. And before it came out, they did one year of only fact-checking everything. And now the video materials material is with the united nations because through what you see there like so much illegal stuff they have so much stuff going on (laughs) that you could accuse north korea for um sure that's it's it's super crazy like this random cook from denmark and this ex-drug dealer um get into North Korea and they, they they walk through North Korea with a professional cameraman and tell them, yeah, yeah, we're just shooting like promo clips for Facebook to, to uh, propaganda clips to promote North Korea. They just tell them that in, yeah. in, in, in English, I'm guessing, and it just yeah. works. Yeah. Because, because, because this guy got so much time to build up a reputation within like people being close with North Korean associations, etc. Wow. It's super, super crazy. Um, at one time, they nearly get caught with a with a hidden camera. It's it's completely crazy. If you haven't seen that, you and everyone who's uh, who listens, um, go watch that. It's crazy. The mole infiltrating North Korea. What? what where did you watch it? I watched it um, like the the German version in uh, ZDF Mediathek. Um, okay. I'm not sure where to find. So it's a Danish production. I'm not, not sure where to find. The, the the English version probably since they're also part of it through the BBC I guess I'm gonna see if, I'm gonna see if I can find that online yeah and they also It'd be have, great if they would just put it on Netflix or something that would be awesome could could still be I'm not sure 
Um, they also have an ex-MI5 agent who interviews the two guys that they had in for the documentary in North Korea, like Ooh. the cook and the, 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 the fake businessman. And wow. her, her job at MI5 was to do these long interviews with agents that have been undercover for a long time. And so she kind of recreates everything with them together. That's kind of crazy. And the, what I think is the crazy, the, I don't want to spoil too much, but <laughs> near the end, there's because this cook from Denmark lives in a small flat, has two children and a wife, and they don't know any of it. This guy jets through the world to North Korea, Uganda, Barcelona, everywhere over 10 years, and wow. they don't know any of it. And there's one scene <laughs> at the end where the director and the, the, the cook go meet his wife to tell her what he's been hiding from her for the past 10 years. It's super intense. Yeah, I'm hooked, man. I'm absolutely <laughs> in on this. <laughs> nice, I'm absolutely yeah. in. You're going to um, like this. It's like, okay, James Bond has gone next level and real. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, that's, it's even crazier is like how <laughs> that it's real, that it's true. That's insane. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm ha I have to wrap it up here, but I wanted to say um, one that it looks pretty good that next week we'll have our next video episode available. We have, um, we, of course, we'll post about it if things change. But we have a great new guest lined up, a musician from Australia, um, living in Germany, and also for those who listen who have, um pre-ordered the album or, or in general are just excited about uh the new simple swimmer album they should be in this week nice so that's that's pretty cool yeah then i'll um th i mean i was kind of hoping they would come in today they still might but they were shipped on monday and normally i mean th they were made in munich so you would hope that they would already be in but yeah we'll see um we should have the cds in and then i gotta ship a bunch of them off um to the label and then, of course, to you know, the band is going to get some. Tim will get some. So um, that's that's pretty exciting. And yeah, otherwise, just uh, in case in case you have to go back and edit anything, uh, I'll just make a note here that there were some minor technical difficulties that we had in this episode. You might not have noticed them. If you did notice them, sometimes this just happens, and. In general, it probably all worked out fine in the end, but I just wanted to make a note of that. And yeah, I'm excited for next week. I'm excited that you're back in the podcasting game with me, Mr. Bat. Yes. And Great it fun. was really good to talk with you. Cool to catch up. And thank you so much for listening, guys. We, we really appreciate it. Yes. And see you next week. See you. That's right. Bye-bye. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5. Musik